welcome, welcome to another episode of Dr. Dallas Unleashed. Woo-hoo. I am here with Angelica. What up, what up? And uh, I'm Dr. Dallas. Yeah, welcome. Welcome myself to <laughs> the right. uh, show. What's up? Um, so today's show, Angelica, I want to talk a little bit about the truth or is the hype real and plastic surgery, social media marketing, yeah. because we all see those pictures of influencers or whoever it might be, uh, even plastic surgeons who are advertising their own results. You know, yes. is it smoke and mirrors? Is it real? Right. Um, you know, is it positioning? But, you know, we sort of see these pictures. You're like, wow, that's amazing. Right. Um, but it's really not all it's cracked up to be exactly. all the time. So, um, yeah, I kind of want to talk about that because we get a lot of questions about in wish pictures. We get people right. who say, can I do this? And, yeah. um, you know, a lot of times I find myself saying I, I can't do that because one, you know, it's not the same body type, but the other one is, you know, it's, it might be Photoshopped yeah. or these people are doing different things or they haven't had three kids or lost a lot of weight. Yeah, you know, exactly. You get questions like that on social media too. I do. I usually get questions like, um, you know, do I need to gain weight to get stuff like this? Or, yeah. um, they'll send me different before and afters up from right. other surgeons. Like, how can you make me look like this? Right. And I'm always like, you know, that's almost unrealistic sometimes. Yeah. And you're always wondering, how did they get somebody who is a lot bigger to look like this little tiny hourglass sure. figure without doing any like cuts, right. basically? And you're like, how does this happen? I think the big thing, too, is uh, looking at BBLs. Because right. BBLs, yes. this is the truth. And you guys who are listening and are interested in BBLs, this this is the real truth coming from a plastic surgeon who does this a lot is that when we inject fat into someone's butt, um, part of the fat is real fat, but there's always some fluid that's going to be reabsorbed. Yes. So there's an element of fluid that we're putting in. And then there's an element of swelling, right? Just swelling that happens from the trauma of putting in a cannula. And so when we take pictures after a a BBL, it's on the table, it's right away. Remember, that look is... I would say it's a little bit exaggerated because we're not, you know, uh, people aren't taking into account of there's, there's fluid in there that's going to be reabsorbed. Okay. On top of that, everybody has some fat that's reabsorbed. So the fat we put in there, well, I always tell people there's probably about 25 to 30% of the fat that just gets reabsorbed. It just, it's too much for the body to handle and revascularize. Mm So, um, when you see those results and, when you see them right off the table, those are that's not how someone's going to look. Exactly. Um, and I try to explain that to people, especially when they show me after pictures or their wish pictures are simply, let's say, someone out there who there's a before picture. Okay, great. Looks, you know, before. But then the after picture is on the table. And it's yes. just fluid and fat and fat that's not been reabsorbed yet. And so it's it's very artificial. Yeah. And um, you know, I have to do a lot of explaining that, uh, you know, those are things that aren't going to stand the test of time. Right. That really, when you want to see results, you, you have to go to their websites and look at the the, the results. And I promise you, um, they're not going to look, there's not going to be a butt that you saw on Instagram that looks like that in three months. Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Exactly. It's it just, just not going to happen because they're not taking into account that. And then, you know, breast, we see a lot because, um, 
you know, right after surgery, you get all this swelling on the upper part of your yes. breast, right? And uh, they can look artificially much bigger. Yes, yeah, nice and high. And uh, they look nice and high. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, you do a breast lift and things are nice and high and perky, but things fall and drop yeah. a little bit. So when you see an on-table result, it does not mean, even for breasts, exactly what it's going to look like. Exactly. I would say the only thing that's really close to how it looks right off the table, right? You're seeing a picture of somebody who's laying on the table. Yeah. I would say their tummies are probably the closest thing to what you see is probably what you're going to see in three months. Right. Um, now, if you were to look at that person in a week, you're going to see all the swelling and bruising. It doesn't look quite, you know, good. But that on-table result is very similar to what we see in three months. Yeah. For a exactly. tummy tuck, you know, so yeah. that skin's not going to grow back. No. Um, but I think that's important because, you know, right. I'm, I know what I'm looking at when I see other surgeons stuff and, and I don't want to say these are, these are great surgeons out there doing stuff, but right. even they will tell me, yeah, they're not going to look like that in three months. Exactly. So it's not me poo-pooing on other people. I think that we all experience, yeah, that booty on the table. Awesome. But remember the swelling comes down. And there's also different ways you can position the the body yeah. to make it look bigger. Right. Um, we know that some will put a little tiny, um, almost like a pillow or yeah. a silicone pillow to go underneath the hips to make like it look bump. like it, it's, yeah, like a little, a little bump, a bump underneath yeah. the hips to make it look like it's bigger, right. um, different angles, the lighting. There's always different factors that go into how to make the perfect before and after. Yeah. And it doesn't always show real, well, they are real results, yeah. but how you're portraying it is going to be, you know, you're going to be positioning it this way right. to make it look bigger when realistically, if you're doing an overview of it, yeah. it's not as big. And, and, um, and you're right. The positioning is a big deal because um, we know lots of people who put like the silicone bumps underneath yes. them and they bend the table. They bend yeah. the table over. So anybody's going to look if they have loose skin a little bit. Remember their legs, they're like a Superman. They're yeah. Superman with their waist bent. And you can always make someone's lower back and skin look really tight and right. look good. But when they're into a normal position, just standing up, then, you know, if they had loose, loose skin, they're probably going to have loose skin still. Yeah. If they had little folds and wrinkles in the upper back, they always look like they're gone. Yeah. Because anytime you raise your hand and then bend you, the table, you're stretching all that right. stuff. It's like, um, have you ever seen uh, breasts that look like they're hanging a little bit? But as soon as you lay down they all look like they're in good position. Right. You don't see the ptosis because gravity is not dragging down. It's just, you know, they're laying down. Right. So positioning is huge. And, um, you know, I, I do my best to have someone really just laying prone. We're yes. not trying to do any funny angles or anything like that. Right. And if they have really loose skin, we're honest about it. Uh, I think that we say, Hey, listen, I can try to get these folds or wrinkles out. You might not, you might not get them all out. Exactly. Um, but you know, hopefully when we do the surgery and we share that with people, I will show like, hey, this skin's a little bit loose and and they'll they'll know what to expect when yeah. they're all done. The other thing is cellulite, you know? Yeah. When we put in fat in a booty, that cellulite smooths out and that's only because there's swelling. But the cellulite will come back once the swelling's gone and people exactly. always go, oh, I thought the cellulite was going to go away. Yeah. Or why did, how did you put cellulite there? Actually, we don't do anything with the cellulite. If you had it, it will always be there. Exactly. And the post-op picture is just showing swelling. So it's not like it got better and then something bad happened. They always think it's either their fault. You know, did I sit on it too much? Yeah. Is that why I got reabsorbed? Or perhaps I didn't put enough fat in that particular area. But, you know, it's just the nature of, you know, pictures right after surgery and then swelling and that sort of stuff. And they, you know, we do try and tell them their best, like, 
you know, over time, yeah. things are going to get reabsorbed. Your fat is going to go back and what out through your lymphatic system yeah. eventually. And it's totally normal. I mean, it's not like, you know, they're going out and yeah. running at the gym and doing cardio and squats and stuff. Right. It's just over time that starts to go away. Right. And, um, you know, it's just like we said, that position or that angle that we have for the first initial picture right, right off the table, everything is a factor. Yeah. And then six months down there, six weeks, mm-hmm. six months down the road, things change. So even on our post-op pictures, if someone's laying prone, all that cellulite's going to be smoothed out. And, you know, I want to be honest that it, it always shows up again after three months. Right. And I've never seen anybody, another surgeon, uh, who has a way to make cellulite go on, uh, go away on the butt. Right. I promise you. They would be talking about it and they would probably be the richest person in the world, Yeah, right? Because no one knows how to deal with cellulite in an effective long-term manner. We know how to make things a little bit better, but it's not fat in the butt and it's not adding fat. There are some other things, but that's a whole different story. Uh, so I think the the truth in marketing when it comes to Instagram, because that's probably the biggest one, right? Instagram. In, yeah. Instagram for before and afters and Snapchat for the actual procedures. Yeah. I think Snapchat is good because you're really kind of seeing when you can kind of see the movement right. and see around it, then you take away the element of lighting and that sort of thing. I think that's a little bit uh, better. Exactly. Maybe you sell the process of everything and maybe hear someone talk about you know, yeah. what may or may not happen. But, um, you know, pictures, uh, you know, really the nicest ones are someone showing uh, like three months, four months down the road. Exactly. And they can't be in these super tight uh, what do they call it? Uh, waist centers, yes. right? Because like I see a lot of people centers. wear the waist centers and then suit or centers, and then they take it off right before the pictures. And all they've done is squeezed all the edema out of their waistline, right? And their butts are still swollen a little bit, you know, at three months, and it's still like an artificial waistline. Yeah. I think so. Uh, we really want to see those three months without the waist centers, or you know, look at it six months and see where right. things are. Um, so that's the best way. If you really want to see someone's results, uh, obviously on table, cause that'll give you an idea of kind of, you know, are they doing really good liposuction to other areas, the butt, the breast, all those things you take it with a grain of salt right. because anything, uh, at three months will look different than the way it looked like on Instagram. Yeah. So, um, just be careful of that because, um, swelling does a lot to those pictures. I think over time. Yeah. And then we talk about influencers who show pictures of themselves yeah. and they're arching their backs or they have a certain angle or they're leaning. I mean, they can smooth out everything from right. wrinkled skin to stretch marks. If they plow a ton of sunlight on it, you can't see those stretch marks anymore. Right. Um, and we see those and we get, you know, messages from people who say, Hey, can you make it look like that? Trust me. We see influencers sometimes in our own practice and they don't look like that. Right. So it's all about, like we said, those angles, the lighting, the positioning of everything, the Photoshop, the editing, everything that goes into making the perfect photo. And I know for influencers, they spend a lot of time because that is what they do is influence themselves or a product. And a lot of times they're not going to post something that's going to make them look bad in any way. They're going to make sure that, hey, I have thousands of followers that reach out to me every day. I'm going to make sure I'm going to look my best because... That's just kind of what their job is to do. And so they're going to put in all this time to make sure they create the perfect photo. And when people see that, they're like, oh, my God, how how did this girl look like this? Like, why can't you make me look like her? Even though they don't know everything that goes into that photo, that all that time and editing. 
I think I think nowadays people know that all these celebrities use Photoshop quite a bit. And right. I, you know, Photoshop is, I think, you know, I'll just say it's a blatant lie on exactly what you th- want your uh, followers to perceive you as. Because if you're tightening the waistline with Photoshop and smoothing out stretch marks, you're giving people that unrealistic, it's what... Um, remember like all those magazines the young girls used to read like um in vogue or whatever people used to look at that and be like that's how i want to look like and there was all that photoshop now instagram is just the new younger magazine basically and um giving people a really false sense of what you can look like and it's photoshop and lighting and angles and it's just not real so um you know we understand it because we see it all the time, but uh, there are people young enough who just don't get it and don't understand that's a filter. Exactly. Or that that person had a kid. How come there's no stretch marks? Well, it's because there actually are stretch marks and she photoshopped it out. Right. Um, granted, there are pro- probably people out there who did a really good job with post-pregnancy, didn't have stretch marks. Yes. But I find that um, more often than not, some people are, are fooling with uh, Photoshop a lot. Well, I know, I don't remember which company it was, um, they did a makeup or it was a beauty company and they mm-hmm. did a pretty much a walkthrough on how they basically edit somebody to make them look a completely different way to what the social norm is yeah. considered here. Um, smooth skin, small waist, you right. know, um, having all those perfections and really we all have yeah. imperfections and right. that's what all the editing goes towards. And, um, I just think that, you know, people don't take it into consideration and they just assume that, you know, that's somebody's natural. And some people are like that. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, power (laughs) to them. I I wish, but um, I think it's just different nowadays, especially with the younger generation. Yeah. Given that false sense of like, this is what I should look like. This is what's going to get me more followers. And this is what I need my plastic surgeon. And so, you know, I do feel bad for, um, you know, there are plastic surgeons, cosmetic surgeons who will go out and say, oh, I can do that. I can get rid of your your stretch marks. And I feel like it's just kind of a a money grab, you know, to try to, you know, I think it's like they're trying to transfer, you know, I want to get that money and put it in my pocket because I can do this. Yeah. And they really can't do it. So I try to be, I'd rather tell them I am not capable of doing the reducing cellulite or getting your breasts this high and that defined um, and have them go maybe somewhere else. Because if someone says yes to someone like that, for the most part, I think they'll be disappointed, you know, and maybe they can look back and go, you know what, maybe Dr. Dallas was right. And, um, you know, I shouldn't expect that level because I'm a different body type or that's very unrealistic to get a hard cleavage line like that because I'm a different body type. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, and then I, I do take issue with, there are plastic surgeons, cosmetic surgeons, whoever they might be who use Photoshop in their pictures, which is totally not cool. No, it's just not realistic. Um, you know, if you look on our website, You'll find people with scars that aren't perfect. No, right. I think exactly. it's really important because yes. even when you see someone with the best looking scar, it's that plastic surgeon who is, you know, obviously they're cherry picking the most beautiful scar. I promise for every good scar, there's probably not a great looking scar, but we right. don't show that. And so I'd rather just show sort of a, an array of things that show good scars, not so great scars, because, um, you know, I want people to know that. I can't control that part. Right. I can help things to to make it look as good as possible. But if you're someone who keloids, I can't reverse the cells in your body that create a lot of collagen and pigment in those areas. Right. 
So, um, yeah, Photoshop, plastic surgeons or cosmetic surgeons use, not cool. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you have a good eye for that, good for you. So, you know, maybe this isn't the person to go to. But if you have any questions, just look at all their pictures before and after and get a sense of, you know, it's not just that one perfect picture, but look at an array of pictures and just kind of see the consistency of the work. Um, Picture, Snapchat, website, you can follow them on all social medias. You can check out like all different types of people that come in um, from body size, shapes and whatever they want done. It all just depends. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all have wonderful perfect you know awesome results and then there are some that just didn't heal uh, the way we wanted to the fat and the butt didn't stay as much as we wanted to right and that could happen from you know everything maybe you know a technical issue to was it the patient who maybe was sitting down on it or yeah. smoking or uh older Sorry. people tend to not have so um yeah you know just not properly taking care of it either correct you know we provide all those creams and there's lasers especially um if they wanted to darken or lighten the darkened scar and um those little factors there can always go a long way Um, right uh, we i get a lot of questions about that too is you know how does a scar fade how does it heal over time like will it go away well no your scar will never necessarily go away but yes you can lighten it by doing things that we provide and other ways to get rid yeah. of your scar. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think there are people who are out there who are very understanding and, and understand like, yeah, we get it. That's like the perfect right. picture or that's swelling. But there are people who really believe that post-op on the table look is what to expect afterwards. Because uh, one, when I understand when someone tells me at two weeks, they go, you know what? I had, I had all this shape, but then all the fat got reabsorbed. The fat doesn't get reabsorbed in two right. weeks. The swelling goes away in two weeks. Exactly. So that was just all the swelling in in, in water that was getting reabsorbed, yeah. not the actual fat. So um, I actually do my best to dehydrate a lot of the fat so we don't have it real watery. Right. Um, but, you know, you still get swelling. Uh, anytime yes. you put a cannula, I could make your butt look super big. Oh. By just putting a cannula and just going back and forth in your butt, not even put anything in there. Yeah. And it's going to swell and look like you had a BBL. Exactly. I didn't put anything in there. All I did was traumatize the fluid or traumatize the tissue. You get leaky capillaries and lymphatic vessels. You're going to swell for a little bit and um, put you on a uh, post-op, immediate post-op and be like, oh my goodness, look, I put in 500 cc's of fat. Right. Well, actually you have 500 cc's of fluid that is leaking and traumatized and bruising. So, um, yeah, on table results, just, you know, know that, uh, that's not what it looks like. So go to the website and do your, your uh, due diligence by looking at various things, the website, social media, Snapchat, Facebook, right. um, what's in real self is another one. Yeah. And look at patient reviews and, um, yeah. What everybody has to say about everything. I yeah. think that always is a yeah. important factor too, especially somebody who's experienced things firsthand. Yeah. You know? And be careful of the, I would say, obviously someone who doesn't have a lot of reviews and not great reviews, but be careful of the one who has perfect reviews, mm-hmm. right? Uh, right? I heard there was a study. I don't know if it was Macy's or something like that, uh, but they showed that when someone has, when a company has like, 200 and it's they're all perfect five-star reviews it's not as believable as a company that has like you know 4.7 and like 300 reviews because then they're saying yeah they actually have some people who aren't particularly happy but the majority of people are happy and that's the way it is with any company you know like when you come in and uh, you visit like some dealership car dealership you might come across 
a dealer who's, uh, or the salesperson who's having a bad day, right? you know, they exactly. had diarrhea and they were <laughs> not oh feeling, gosh. they were rude. They might write a not so great review. Yeah. Um, they maybe their customer experience you. wasn't great, but overall consistently they have good reviews. Right. I, I definitely agree. Um, not everybody has like the best experience anywhere and I mean, I can yeah. only imagine some guy coming in, rushing me to buy my car because yeah. he needs to go to the restroom. And yeah. I'm like, dude, this is like a big deal for me. Yeah. Um, You're paying thousands of dollars, just right. like in plastic surgery. Right. And, um, you know, you expect a certain result. But I think that's where we come in as the surgeons to say, listen, um, you know, that result you're showing me is on table. Let me show you what it looks like at three months. Right. Are you okay with how that might have looked at on table, but you're going to come down to a more smaller size in three months. Right. And if someone goes, no, I need to look like that, you know, we need to reset our sort of goals. And um, there's a lot of re-education on pictures and stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's um, People just need to be careful uh, and understand some of the pictures that we post right after surgery, how they can change. Right. And uh, influencers who I think... <laughs> Use a little bit more yes. on the editing side. I Be careful. Influencers too. Um, a lot of them have also had multiple surgeries. It's not just yeah. a one and done procedure. Yeah. They'll go back for a second round of liposuction or a second round of a BBL. Right. Um, to obviously make them stand out in some sort of way. It's not right. just one BBL. They've gotten two to make it extra plump and extra yeah. big. And um, there's so many different things that they do to get that perfect body. And right. a lot of people are like, oh, like. No, I don't know. I, I follow a couple of them and you know, they're not natural. Yeah. Like their body's not, but they won't say anything about it, but you could just tell yeah. over time, especially now being in yeah. plastics and, and doing social media marketing right. for them. I could just, you could tell who, ha who's had things done and who hasn't. And right. some are like, Oh, I'm doing squats today. Like, <laughs> no, Sarah, your body right. didn't just change. <laughs> I mean, just using an example, like, I don't know, yeah. but no, like your butt didn't just change over yeah. three weeks of squats. Right. No. And, and, you know, this sort of, uh, you know, we, we talk, we hear about Miami sort of BBLs and that sort of stuff where it's a very, you know, tight waistline yes. with it, with a shelf bottom. And, you know, that could be a look that people really like. Um, but you know, uh, to me, like you said, that it can look like, you know, a little bit artificial and, right. and, um, you know, those people on the table look huge right. because they've taken every little bit of fat out of the waistline. Which is, you know, that's the look that some people want. And then they put everything plus the fluid into the bottom and the on-table result looks huge. Exactly. And, and, you know, that's great if that's what someone wants to, to look for. But, um, you know, just understanding that it's not going to be like that even in three months. Even when you have a snatch, snatched waistline, that butt it won't be as big as it shows on the table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then um, I was just going to say when people show their post-ops even at like two weeks... And they show them in these garments. Sometimes yes. it's not even wearing a waist cincher, but they're showing them in the garments. Remember, the garments are already so tight. Right. And they smooth out wrinkles, right? All yeah, the swelling. Absolutely. That's not really a good post-op when they're kind of showing off in spandex and stuff. Yeah. You know, you want to see them hopefully in a, in a bikini to see, does that look smooth? That look natural. Right. Um, and so we want people to look good, but we don't want them to look like, whoa, that you know, you only look good when you have tight clothing on. Yeah. You want to look good in a bikini. And you want to see the real results too. So yeah. not just in spandex or their garments after surgery. You want to see what they look like 
outside of those clothes. You know, how could my body heal like that? I'm not going to wear this waist trainer yeah. for the next year and a half just right. to keep myself this tiny little. Yeah. Like you got to see what it looks like. Um, yeah. I think that's important. And it's not a... Um it's not a substitution for eating correctly right. and exercising because people come to me for liposuction as a replacement for weight loss, eating healthy. So um, it, it, you can't keep getting liposuction uh, and expect that to be your way to exercise or not exercise. You're just keeping liposuction because right. it's um, you're going to look very artificial and just um, what happens is their face tends to blow up. There are not blow up, but you can see that they're not they're their typical uh, self because their arms are still getting bigger as they yeah. gain weight and they have this real smooth or tight abdomen. It looks so artificial. artificial yeah. look real. And I don't, and I think some people want to actually have like that artificial look, like some yeah. people strive to look like right. they've gotten work done right. and Hey, I mean more power to you if that's what yeah. you want to do. And like you were saying before in Miami, they're known for those super small waist, right. big butt shelves, basically yeah. kind of like simulating the waist centers, right. what right, it would right. look like in those waist centers. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. And a waist trainer, how it suctions you in and that's what people's goals are. And that's how, you know, you can tell like, Hey, that person clearly has gotten lipo 360 BBL or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think that with that being mm -hmm. said, you know, is that what people are going for? Is that what you want to right. do? So. And, uh, you know, again, that's that's everybody's, you know, that's good because I want to know what people want to look like because I don't want to make anybody, I don't want to disappoint anybody. And uh, if they really think I'm going to achieve, you know, long-term results that look like somebody's on-table results, right. we need to talk, talk about what they really look like in three months. Yeah. That uh, some of this is not... Some of it is fat reabsorption, but a lot of it's swelling that gets better with time. In the cellulite that comes back, it wasn't like it was better and they did something and the cellulite came back. It was always there, but it was yes. just masked by all the swelling. Right. So, um, but I think it's good that, you know, people who are listening, potential people who are thinking about surgery sort of understand that. And we want to operate on people who are educated about the, the procedure and understand, you know, the risks and not so much the risk, but the the way it's going to look right. on their body. And that's um, what Snapchat's important for. Yeah. So check out everybody's, you know, different outlets. Like right. we talked about it and I'll just harp yeah. on it again. You know, not only are there before and after pictures on the website are good, yeah. um, but you know, Instagram yeah. and then also Snapchat, if they have it, YouTube, yeah. you know, there's always to just get an idea of what the surgeon's like, what his philosophy is, exactly, uh, what he's achieving with people consistently. Because yeah. if they have one giant butt and everybody else's is, you know, um, then that's not consistent yes, to me. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, those are all important things, right? Yeah, you want to look at before and after yeah. some Instagram, their website, like we said, like the reviews and everything. I think everything right. ties a factor into it. Right. Um, you want to look at what we were saying before is, you know, you want to find a doctor that doesn't have completely perfect reviews, somebody who has multiple different types of reviews. Right. And kind of consider your decision from there. And then also look at... Um, all social media platforms that they have. Yeah. You can compare work from every single thing they do. Mm -hmm. They're not just showing one patient on every platform. They're yeah. obviously switching things up so you could see different procedures or whatever you're interested in. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I think if you guys listen to this, you'll, you'll learn a lot and sort of understand, right. you know, what the, the hype or maybe not so much hype in some of the pictures, but know a little bit more about, right. you know, someone from your, you know, you're the social media director and sort of understand what you're seeing yeah. uh, with other people 
and what you're seeing through, you know, just messages and, and my sort of take on it as well. But uh, you'll be a better patient, be a better friend yeah. to those relatives that you have who are having surgery. Um, so that's what it's all about, you know, exactly. just sort of being a better patient when you're educated about what you're going to do. So. Yeah. Anyways, well, um, thank you, Angelica, for yeah. your uh, uh, very good advice. Um, very nice. And uh, I think you're going to learn a lot if you guys listen to yeah. it. So that's the real deal. The hype. Is it all smoke and the mirrors? Hype. Well, probably a little bit here and yeah, there. But um, yeah, that's what it's, it's all about. It's just kind of knowing the truth behind it right. all. So thank you for joining us for this episode of Dr. Dallas Unleashed. Uh, Angelica, we'll see you on the next episode. Yes, we will. And uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Peace. Bye. Bye. Peace and blessings.